a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Big show coming up on Footy Talk. James Graham is in this Monday. And how good were the Bulldogs? We love a debut. Carl Oluwapu, what a beauty. Yeah, he was sensational. And we go from one end of extremes to the other. The eldest player on the field, Josh Reynolds, and his uh, discussion with the referee. Hello and welcome to your Monday edition of Footy Talk with Emma Lawrence and not Gordon Tallis this week, but we've got James Graham. What a pleasure. Thanks, Emma. Uh, obviously, Gordy's got better things to do, yeah. so... Where is Gordy? Gallivanting around the world on some holidays. Oh, I reckon it's um, an origin fishing trip or something oh, like right. that. There yeah. we go. Yeah, I think Luke Lewis is with him, so ah. he was an absentee at the gym this morning as well, oh, down in the Shire. Go. Have you so, got a little yeah. group? Um, group of old footy boys in no, the, doing the gym sessions. No, I, I, I train alone, okay. uh, but I do see him from time to time. But he was absent today. Um, yes. There so we go. On a little origin wrought fishing trip. All right. Well, we've got Magic Round looming as well. Are you pumped for that? It's going to be am. a big week. We're going to have Triple M dinners. We're going to have all the games going to be I think it's just as much about what happens off the field and the, the social <laughs> elements and magic round or maybe that's just maybe I'm just more excited about the events off the field perhaps <laughs> perhaps uh, I'm excited for both yes. uh, obviously I'll be very responsible up there but maybe a bit of a warm up to, to Vegas yeah you know seeing Vegas. If, the, if Triple M will take us to do Brisbane think, will they take us to Vegas what are the chances oh. do you think Triple M will send us oh There'll be there'll be protests. There'll Is be, producer if, Charlie nodding or shaky? Oh, I think mm. we we might be on. I think we've got to go above Charlie's head, though. I reckon. Okay. The, the, Are you in the, with the bosses? I think that, that <laughs> we've got we've got to go to the bosses. I think this could be the weekend if Ewan's there. You know, we've got to yes. be just Start into him about Ewan. like just how important it is to. To have the, the the full team and a, and a triple M presence, there. Who knows? We might take triple M to the states. What I, if I we don't get the more. full team and it's a um, <laughs> only select crew get to go? Do you see how everyone's going to start turning on each other trying to get yeah. a spot going to Vegas? I, I'd be of the opinion. I'd be I'd be happy for the others. You know, if I'm not in that team, I'd be happy for other people. You, I'm not. Per- I'm mean? not a person that is like, oh, they got to go. That you know. I'm very much, I, I I take happiness in other people's, you know, successes. That's a good strategy. So you seem like the good bloke. So now you're definitely going to be on there. You're going to be top of the list. Oh, he's thinking about the others. Mm. Anyway, I'm sure you're happy as well because over the weekend, uh, the Doggies, what a great win that was. Um, over the Dragons, they had Josh Reynolds in the halves. They had young Carl Oluwapu on the bench. Let's start firstly with the debut. We just love seeing a kid come on. Even with his first touch, there was, I think, Reynolds gave him a pretty shocking ball and he managed to to keep hold of that. A nervous moment with his first touch and he was solid and there were just beautiful scenes at the end with him crying, going over to his family. He'd lost his father, I think, when he was just 12. So just really beautiful to see him get an opportunity. It really was. And, you know, a lot of hype coming down from, from Brisbane around this kid and, you know, a lot of people pushing for him to get a first grade spot weeks ago. Obviously, we've got to exercise patience with these youngsters. And I just, you know, I, I love the scenes at the end because that's what rugby mm-hmm. league can do. And, you know, it's it's more than a game like this. Uh, obviously, it was tragic news with his father, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the family getting around Carl and 
giving him the the support to help him become a, a man and no doubt his um his father would be so proud anyway at making your debut uh, as a first grader you could see the outpouring of emotion at, at the end of that it was um, pretty special to see yeah, it's what rugby league is all about. And I think he had made a promise to his father that he'd make first grade and he'd yeah. written it on his whiteboard at home. So uh, congratulations to Carl and all of his family. I guess over the next few weeks, it will be for Cameron Serraldo playing around with that halves combination. Some suggesting maybe Oluwapu long-term is perhaps a lock, maybe not in the halves because he's bigger. But where do you think, played schoolboys in the halves, do, where do you see him long-term? Yeah, look, I think... Um the, the the talk of uh, around the club is that he will be in in the halves. Mm. That that's where they see the him being long term. But you know sometimes careers go on different trajectories, and it, and it might come from other someone else's misfortune, mm. or you know there's a a player down, or there's an opportunity to play in the middle, and all of a sudden he takes it, and then before you know it, the days of the halves are, are, are long gone. Mm. But I think. That where that's where he's played most of his junior football, and that's where the club see him being long term. But it's great to have that versatility because if an option or if a spot does become available in the middle, then you fill in there and you get your hands on the ball a, a lot more. You play first grade a lot sooner. You get that experience quicker than if you're just pigeonholed in the halves. You've got to wait for that opportunity to come. So I really like how Cameron's exercised patience and the club have exercised patience with him. The easy option would to to throw this youngster in, but you know they brought him in off the bench, giving that little taste of first grade, showing what it's all about. And yeah, no doubt the next couple of years or probably till the end of this season, he'll have that role off the bench or he'll come in for a game here and there and they'll manage it the right way. You know, obviously injuries will play a part in that as well. But I thought for a for a first grade debut for an eighteen year old, it was magnificent. From one end of the spectrum with the um, debutant <laughs> to the veteran in Josh Reynolds, which is an incredible story in itself that uh, he got a starting spot after coming back to the club. But he clearly hasn't changed that passion oh. and that fire in Josh Reynolds. Let's take a listen to his interaction with the ref. Josh Reynolds involved in just about everything. Oh, I beg your pardon. Come out here. Oh, look Come out. out He's mouthed off here and he could be in big trouble. Grant Atkins didn't like the feedback. Let's listen in. Come here. Don't say a word. Go back. This bloke speaks to me like this again. He's just now. Hang on. I'm asking what I do. Shut up. Go away. I'm not speaking to you for the rest of the game. I believe he had said to Grant Atkins, that was bull beep. Mm. I mean, it provides entertainment. It does. And, uh... You know, you had your moments over the years as well. I sure did. <laughs> uh, I I never swore though at the referee. Never, no, ever. never. Even even in the no, no, even in even in the um, producer Charlie is shocked by that. Yeah, as yeah. Well. E, e, even in the um, that bad yeah, Good Friday game, didn't swear at the referee really? for, for that the whole, finger pointing. There was no swearing. No, there was no finger pointing either because okay. pointing's rude, Emma. I always yes. treat <laughs> yeah, okay. people in authority. Half finger point. <laughs> people in uh, authority with okay. with respect. Uh, Josh told a very fine line there. This actually reminds me of a conversation I have my kids on, not just a daily basis, but almost an hourly basis. If you do that again, you're going on a naughty <laughs> step and they don't listen. Thankfully, Josh did, but he can be, he can count himself very lucky mm. for to not be March for 10. Yeah. It, it just, it just unnecessary, not needed. It was half time. And Josh is a passionate guy. He wants to know. And hey, look, He's not, it sounds stupid. I'm not giving him this advice. I can only say it because I know what it's like when you're on the field and you're in the heat of the battle. But yeah, he can count himself very fortunate. Um, but it was a a great victory for the Bulldogs. They were, like I think at one point, 
the dogs had Reed Marnie, Josh Reynolds, and Ockinbo playing in the middle third mm. of the field. Then you, they lose. I think was it Corey Waddell got went, to, sent, the bin. went yep. to the bin, which I don't know about that. Controversial, wasn't it? Thankfully, the dogs didn't lose. Or but how incredible that they held on! I was thinking that oh, this is really going to test them, and I mean the dragons didn't take advantage, which now is another loss for the dragons. What we were talking off air, I think all the losses in the last uh, month have been by six or less. Yeah, yeah, probably I think four. Four or less since they beat the Dolphins. They've been in the contest against Canberra, against the Titans. Yeah, against uh, the Roosters on Anzac Day, but they yeah. just couldn't quite. So they've been there. So you can't be too critical. But in saying that, they've got the West Tigers next week, who have been building, and the the talk about hooks just not going to go away. But if they don't beat the West Tigers, can you see the club cutting ties with Anthony Griffin straight away? Yeah. Yes, I can. Look, I think whether or not Anthony Griffin had a multi-year contract. As in, he signed for 2024, 2025, or whether it was coming to the end this year, they'd be looking to think, well, we need to make some change. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like, I've got no uh, beef with Hawk. I actually like him and respect him. I enjoyed my time working with him in very small role there a couple of years ago. But I think, you know, that the writing's been on the wall for, for, a, for, for so long now, and mm-hmm. it's just, I think if they don't start to see results, the natural reaction for that is the power brokers, the, i.e. the board, to to look to make change. And the one thing that they've got, or the, the, in defence of him, they go, "Well, look, we've been in these contests. You know, we're not we're not getting blown away, so we're not far away." But it's funny. I compare the team that the Dragons put out compared to like a Dolphins team, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins have got very experienced players, and same with the Dragons, but they've got a couple of superstars in there as well, and. They're just not comparing. Like, I, I look at that team on paper and think, well, why aren't they getting the job done more often? Because they should be. Mm. When you look at that team on paper, it very experienced squad, a couple of young superstars, main man in Ben Hunt. Yeah. But they just can't get the job ben done. Ben Hunt was almost, when I interviewed him after the match, he was almost lost for words. He just didn't, he said he doesn't know. He said, we we did the right preparation. Yeah. We, we got the right attitude. I just don't know what's happening. So... It'll be a story to dominate the headlines for the next couple of weeks, whether or not they stay with Hook or they do part ways. Another story which dominated the headlines, which again is always juicy. We love these ones. Josh Schuster having uh, a fight with a teammate, Dean Madison, Ryan Madison's brother, off field. um, So at training, firstly, do you have any issue with it? And secondly, is this something that just happens all the time but doesn't get reported? Yeah, it, it does happen quite frequently. Not every week or anything like that. We saw it last year with Latrell Mitchell and Jacob Host. They have a little push and shove and, and whatnot. And you know, you've got a group of males full of testosterone. We see what happens in games, accidental hip drops. You know, no one purposely goes out to do a hip drop, but something like that could happen in a game. It's like, what are you doing? Competition for spots. The tempo of training, you know, I talk about some people that used to approach training as if they were playing a test match, mm. but they train like Tarzan and play like Jane. And you'd be <laughs> like, well, if you're going to do that at training, why don't you do it yeah. for us on the weekend? And you can that can create animosity. And sometimes, like, people have disagreements and some and sometimes, unfortunately, it's sorted out in a, in a violent way. And that's just men being men. We're playing a physical sport. This will happen. But for Josh Schuster... Why is he not in the team? 
Why is he not playing? He didn't go on a World Cup because he wanted to get himself right. I think, unfortunately for Josh, he's got the talent curse. Mm. The talent curse has got him. That's his go-to, is the talent. Just relying on the fact that I'm naturally gifted. Yeah. It'll all come. Well, you know what? He's never had to use anything else his whole life. He said a few weeks ago, um, when I spoke to him a few weeks ago, he said he'd always just relied on that and he always thought everything would come to him because he did have that natural talent. But he'd said in this off-season for the first time ever, he'd made changes. He'd stuck to a, for example, strict diet, cut out fast food, all those things. Finally, he realised he couldn't rely on natural talent. That's what he yeah. he said he'd made that change. Well, they're obviously not but, happy with yeah. This is an example of where people go, oh, I'm going to make all these massive changes for a short period of time. It's not sustainable. Mm. If I was advising Josh, what you do is you put in realistic targets and realistic expectations around diet and training that are sustainable. Mm. Because if you could just go on this crash diet, mm. it's clearly not sustainable. Mm. And, and, and we see people in all walks of life doing it. Oh, I've made these massive changes. I'm doing these big challenges. But then they That's lose the a load. story of my life. They lose a load of Let's weight. Let's go on a strict they, diet and yeah, put it back on. Yeah, um, they, they lose yeah, a load yeah. of weight and yeah. then they put it all back on yeah. because it's not sustainable, right? Mm. But with Josh Schuster, he, he is a victim of the talent case. Mm. Everything would have come easy to him as a youngster. And he's got the potential to be a superstar of our game. And you, some may argue he already is. If he can marry in some discipline around off-field with the talent that he already has, the sky's the limit for him. And let's not forget, Emma, there's talk of him being on $800,000 a year. This isn't some youngster that like they're, you know, they're putting some work into. They've like, he's being paid well for a 5'8". He made it perfectly clear. He didn't want to play in the back row. I want that 5'8 jersey. And they're paying him 800 grand a year. If you can't be disciplined when you're getting that much, try telling that to the people that come and pay their hard earned to come through the gate. Yeah. We all make mistakes and Matt, I'll be the first to ha put my hand up and say I was paid well as a professional rugby league player but didn't always handle myself, hold myself to the highest regard in terms of discipline away from the field. But when I got onto the field, I ripped in. I made sure that I, I, I looked like I was scrapping for every penny. Mm. It appears that Josh Schuster's not. And, you Something's know, I, obviously not you'd right. You'd hate to see this mm. go to waste or the penny drop when he's... When, the, when his career has passed him by. Fortunately, he's got time on his side. He does. And he's got clubs circling him at the moment because the Tigers are reportedly circling as well. So we might take a quick break and coming up shortly, we'll delve into that incredible win for the Tigers over the Panthers. <laughs> Well, I don't think it's just Tigers fans, Jimmy, that were excited to see them finally get the win. And for Luke Brooks, it'd been widely reported. It had been a whole year since he'd tasted victory in the NRL. They were under so much pressure. And who better to get the win against than the two-time defending premiers? Not many would have seen it, but I think it was great for everyone to see, perhaps besides the Panthers fans. Yeah, well, it shocked everybody. Mm. If anybody tipped that, come on, like what planet were you on? Like if you could put your tips in and anybody tipped that in the paper or in the tipping comps, you would have been laughed out of town. I had even given, I tipped them early on thinking I had the hope, but the last few weeks I've gone against them as yeah. a Tigers fan. So yeah, even the most avid Tigers fan would have thought, how are we going to beat the back-to-back -back champions in Bathurst? Well, a little bit of a rain dance, some great kicking game from Luke Brooks. Bula, so confident oh, how at good the back. Was he? A high completion rate. They hung on in there. I, I just kept 
I was watching the game and I was just thinking, like I imagine most people were, well, like, oh, I can see what's going to happen here. Panthers are going to break their hearts. And it's going to be another heartbreak loss. I was for the too. Like, like, you know. Because the last two weeks yeah, have yeah. been heartbreaking. Right at the death, Manly beat them so tight with power as well. I thought they can't have another heartbreaking loss right near the end. They hung on in there. And I've got to give credit to Luke Brooks. I thought when Dylan Edwards got that ball from a stop repeat set, he slid out. I thought, oh, here we go. This is Penrith's chance. But then Luke Brooks at the end, he was really smart. So he kicked the ball dead for a seven tackle mm-hmm. set, which really stopped. Penrith having any chance. I think there's about 30 seconds on the clock. If he just puts that kick in, you never know. They'll have a couple of plays, but because he kicked it dead, that meant basically Penrith had one shot. And yeah, in the, in those conditions, it was always going to be difficult. But yeah, so um, so happy for everybody at the Tigers. It's a it's an easy pile on uh, in the media when things are going wrong there. And there's a multitude of off-field, on-field issues um, that they faced. And yeah, we can they can have a a week off and and celebrating geez didn't didn't they look like they were having a good time in the dressing so room I imagine I imagine most of the team didn't most know the, of the team song the team I was song. thinking yeah. that too because the like squad Bateman, is largely Bateman, new Coruscant, yeah. Clemmer they'd be yeah. like hang on or the, do you want to pass around a, a song sheet I um, was thinking that songs. as Noffa Luma was leading and I thought these blokes don't know the team yeah. song yeah oh, they would have had a couple of renditions <laughs> on the bus back and look now I think the, the Tigers what, what's next okay well I remember speaking with with Benji Marshall a couple of years ago and the Tigers were in a not too dissimilar position and he wasn't full-time working at the club but he was he was liaising with um with Maguire and after the first victory in a while what what should we do and he said treat it as if we'd had a loss mm. have that attitude of we, we've lost again here yeah. let's not get caught up in yeah. one wins enough we need to do exactly what we've been doing because like we say they've been in the contest past couple of weeks against some big teams they finally get the victory against Penrith now do they relax do they go away from it they've got the dragons in magic round mm. now Tiger- it would be easy to take your well, foot off the pedal just that little bit course, wouldn't it of course that sigh of relief mm. oh we can rest also mentality wise they're going up to magic round you know producer Charlie he's got the Tigers as favourites so I don't know if anyone's doing the bet betting market or there's an early market out but now that's going to be the talk that mm. you know they're playing a team with their coach and under- their players under pressure they're, for the first time this season they're coming into a game being the team that's not under the most pressure yeah and how do they handle that mm. and you know there's some smart operators and experienced people around there but it's going to be an interesting week at Tigers and at training yeah you want to boost the mood but also it's back to work yeah absolutely and just finally I think you're going to get fired up about this. We saw it with Ryan Madison making headlines for taking the fine instead of a, sorry, taking the suspension instead of a fine, which he didn't want to pay. Homoli Olakowatu, so he's been offered two-game suspension or $3,000 fine. Why, Jimmy, are they even offered the fine? Why I, isn't it just the suspension? I, I genuinely Why don't know. Why would they have a choice? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've said this before. It's like when Bart Simpson wins the prize on the radio and he gets two options $10,000 or Stampy the Elephant yeah. well only Ryan yeah. Madison takes the elephant Yeah, no one else does it's bizarre that this is is even available there's no prizes for guessing what Olakowatu will be taking mm. simple as that let's just get rid of it yeah, no, I'd right be now. 
the players association might have something different to say. I've got maybe you could say like a one game suspension, but two games. So he's obviously done something. Would you even still take the one game over a fine though? Like yeah. not being available for you. That's letting your teammates down. It, isn't it, it, even one yeah, game? It's, it's stupid, really, isn't it? Or it maybe really they is. think for a, a player, the only perhaps if you've got a player that's more a fringe player. But then, not then on again, a lot of money. You know what, and it's, though, Emma? If is that a, a lot of if money? If you're a fringy, you, you, you want to be playing every, every week. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, I don't see any instance where yeah. your teammates or your coach or the club is encouraging you to take the suspension. Just get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. We're going to have fun at Magic Round. We're going to suck up to Ewan, the big boss up yes. there, and get us going to Vegas. Yeah. Turn left gonna... on that plane as well, Ewan. Yeah. We've got we've got to be rested when we go. We can't be flying fly at least business. Or oh, with the amount of people at Trip Land, charter a plane, we way could cheaper. Do that. We'll get that sorted at Magic Round. Hope everyone enjoys the footy because we have every single game for you covered over Magic Round. <laughs>